that's good. I have the microphone in my hand tonight. Who would like to tell us why they are grateful to be here tonight? What's been happening in your life? Anybody? Got a praise on their lips? Just need to share? Just keep going. He's going to get it. He's working. Just keep working the mic. Maybe there's no battery in it. Some of you would know that my dad passed away Bob, would you mind just taking that in prayer right now and just asking God just to continue to work? We've been praying along with Keith on that one especially, but uh, great contacts. And isn't that encouraging with your family, right? God knows the timing, and that seed was planted a long time ago. Bob? Anyone else? Got a minute or two? Always good to hear the praises of God's people. Tom? Uh, yeah. I 
time God is good saying it Thank you. Anyone else? Right on the tip of your, there we are. 
It's a huge, me- a huge message today that is being missed. Uh, come to Jesus and everything is going to be okay. Wow. Going to be some disappointed people, isn't there? It's a false gospel. Um, everything will be okay, but you're not going to go through it without the challenge because that's how we grow. Um, rejoice in suffering because suffering produces character. Character produces steadfastness and steadfastness produces hope. We need that because when we look around, I was reading a stat this week on um, <clears throat> the young people that are been brought up in our churches and by the time they're 23, they're long gone. 23, long gone left the church and you see that in a lot of churches around the countryside where are our 20 something year olds so it's huge anybody else yes Donna And there's an avenue right there. Isn't that cool? Busted piece of equipment, right? And uh, that is great. We may be able to find a few more of those pieces around, too, if he's interested. Well, there you go. Great opportunity. That's great. Don't want to cut anybody off. heritage really cool really cool all righty we're in to see elton this afternoon and um, he is waiting for surgery first thing in the morning 
And uh, so let's be praying for him and that uh, God will just kind of give him some relief in those areas. For Karen, they're both looking good, um, but uh, they both are wanting this thing to come to some kind of conclusion here. It's been going on for quite a little bit of time, so we can be mindful of that. The baccalaureate service went well this afternoon, and um, so I guess that's lead up to graduation. There's 50 students that are graduating this year from Heartland, and uh, we need to be continue to pray for them. And uh, again, our SCA graduation um, this Wednesday night. Hope you all come on out. Um, this program they're running, The Ultimate Question, it's a game show, but it's a good one. And uh, I think you really will enjoy it. The message is there, but it's really cool. One of the things that we're, we're catching with the parents is the family of People's Church. It's important. And they love seeing you here. Now, we forgot to mention this morning, I know if we had of thousands of people would be here for that, but um, it wasn't because of that. I just totally forgot. But following the service, we're going to be doing ice cream Sundays, I believe. Is that right, Brenda? And uh, so just another avenue. If you remember at Christmas time, uh, just being able to walk around and talk to different people. And uh, some of these are alumni, and it's their kids now, and uh, things like that. And then there's others. And you got to understand, um, there's some real challenges within our SCA parents. And uh, they can use a little bit of hope. And it's always good to have other people around uh, just to befriend them. And uh, so not all of them go to church anywhere. And uh, so I think that's something to be mindful of. And uh, so be praying this week especially uh, that God will work in hearts and lives. So let's pray and then we'll open the word of God for a few minutes this evening. Dear God, we thank you for the privilege that is ours. And uh, we thank you for what we've heard by way of testimony. The fact that you are alive and well, that is <laughs> such a need today. Uh, God, we are delighted that you care for even those little things in our minds that could be so insignificant as to just putting out some piece of worn out machinery. And you can even use that to make a connection with somebody. And God, we, we think of this young lad and his mom and um, all of that, I just pray that <clears throat> Donna will continue to have opportunity in that home and for other connections that we've made this week and the ones that are going to come up this coming week. We think of our own SCA and uh, a variety of things that are going to take place here as we prepare. God, I pray for a good number of folk out, um, not only from the SCA, but from our own church, just to take part and to let them know that we care and that we look at this as a ministry of people's church. We pray for Alton tonight again, that you'll help him to rest comfortably and uh, prepare him for tomorrow, and that all things will go according to your design. We pray that you'll just uh, guide the hands of those that will attend to him, and that they can make short order of whatever um, is creating his problem at this moment. God, we mirror the statements that have been made already about when we look back at our own lives, the only words that we can say is, I love you, for all that you have done for us. You reached down. You found us when there was nothing worthy. And God, you've been putting us back together again. And that work that you began, you're going to complete. To God be the glory. As we look into your word this evening, I pray that our hearts will be fixed to hear you, you 
May your spirit intercede in our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles there, we're going to continue here in Matthew. Excuse me. Matthew chapter 6 is where we've been kind of working our way through. Um, We've already been hammering away at not practicing uh, our righteousness before other people. And as we get into this particular chapter, we began to work our way through the whole element of who it is that we worship, that definition that we've been working with. I hope that it's kind of being embedded in your mind because worship has to be a lifestyle. It can't be just something that we do on Sunday morning or Sunday evening or on command as a worship team. You know, I kind of always, I think that's just an interesting word. Um, But anyway... Uh, it, it's, it's nothing that we do in and of ourselves. It is something that we are presenting to him. And we can do it with praises. We can do it with songs. We can do it with instruments. We can do it running. We can do it at work. We can worship him because it is a lifestyle. And that's what chapter 5 was all about. We came into chapter 6 and we saw these three things right at the very beginning. And it talked about when you pray, verse 5. Back up a little bit. When you give, um, verse 2, when you pray, verse 5. And then verse 16, when you fast. We kind of went through them relatively quickly uh, and moved over to that area of preoccupation, which we've been kind of hammering away on. And Sunday evenings, we've been looking at that trilogy. Interesting those three words, giving, praying, and fasting. Have you had a chance to kind of connect the dots at all? Are they connected in any way? How would you connect them? Why would he put them together like that in the text? Why didn't he put fasting first? Why did he talk about giving first and fasting last? Anybody want to jump in the deep end of the pool? Whoa, I was going to say your stomach. That would be good. Huge. Okay, good. Anybody else want to jump in there? I, I don't have an answer, okay? I'm just asking the question. Keith? Okay, good. I I knew there'd be somebody in the house that could do it. And Beth told you, right? Yes. Say that again. Okay. Excellent. Good thinking. 
Oh, I was hoping somebody wasn't going to say that. Could you say that again? The, that area of giving is such a huge element, isn't it? How it just jumps in at every level. But I mean, we're not saying that prayer is a slacker either, right? And now we're going to talk about fasting and, and it's like, wow. I mean, all three of them are heavy duty areas. But Jesus seemed to think that that was the way they needed to be presented. When we look at the word of God, I'm hoping that we observe. Okay, it's okay to observe and look at it from that perspective. Okay, so as you think of it, we're trying to connect the dots here because a lot of times we just have a chapter and we read the chapter and then we go on to the next chapter and we read that chapter and and then we do it with verses, right? And we don't seem to check out the text in the context in which it was given. I think we can connect the dot fairly easy to worship, can't we, with these three areas? Because it's all about the who. When it comes to these areas, it really, if you're really going to worship God, it's going to have to be selfless in those areas. So I think those are some of the keys. So we've been kind of working our way down through. Tonight, going to jump into this area of fasting. What? When was the last time you heard a message on fasting? I was trying to think, and I'm like, wow. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while. And so we can have a little bit of fun with it, but <clears throat> it's not eating fast food. I think we get that. But today, when you talk about fasting, it's kind of like, you know, okay, I get it. Um, it's a willing abstaining from some or all food or drink for both a period of time, uh, right? It's like, okay, I get that. And I found this one. I couldn't pass it up. Yes, I fasted for the blood test, if you count the four hours in the waiting room. Um, it's usually for medical reasons. I mean, today when you talk about, if you were to ask somebody about fasting, probably that's the one that they think of mostly. But there are other reasons that a person can fast. And there are other religions that require fasting. Everybody okay so far? Don't think I'm saying anything new. The challenge is, when we get down to the religious side, in our circles, the church has kind of gone silent. Anybody have any idea why? Again, I'm just asking the question. I don't really know if I have the answer to that. Why is it? I mean, they used to talk. I can remember when I was littler, fasting was huge. What's happening? Anybody want to throw in on that one? Why don't we hear anything about it today? It's a sacrifice. Yeah, okay, all right. And we don't do so good with that one. That could be the case. It could be, uh, again, we used to use the word fundamental at one time. Remember that? <laughs> we kind of dropped that one, too, for obvious reasons. We don't want to be a fundamentalist. But that was huge, right? But that could be some association with other 
religions. Anybody else want to throw in? Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I was thinking a little bit because it's, it's not the easiest one. We can give, okay, and they've made it a real big deal right now. You know, when you go through Tim Hortons and you look in the rearview mirror and you, you see that there's only one guy in the car, it's really easy, right? You just hope that he's not buying for the whole town, right? And you, you pay his bill, okay? Uh, acts of kindness, right? You hear that a lot. Praying, hey, we're good on that one, aren't we? I mean, for the most part, praying is not a big deal. Uh, we can talk about that most anywhere. They asked me to pray at the baccalaureate today. Uh, no, no big deal, right? I mean, it's, it's commonly. But when you go the fasting route, a little more of a challenge. So as we think of that, just briefly some things that we can bring to bear. If we wanted to put together um, a definition that comes from Vines, uh, biblical fasting is what we're going to talk about tonight. We're not just talking about medical here. So let's talk about the biblical fasting. And uh, it's to abstain from food for a period of time. It's a disciplined practice by believers, not as an end of itself, but as a sign of repentance or of seeking God. Everybody okay with that one? Now, I looked at the word repentance there, and that, that, there was a little bit of a twinge of a red flag there a bit, right? Because somehow we can get some kind of merit of repentance, but I think we understand what we're talking about, right? Where there is deep remorse in our lives, and we are doing business with God, and we, we just need to be with God. And there's that repentance part. But the real element that I underline in all of this is the seeking of God. That's the part that we want to hang on to here. It is the opportunity where an individual will sacrifice something that is relatively important. Anybody uh, disagree with that? Um, I like my food. Hakenen's like food. You can tell already, right? Got to get out of that mode soon or I'm going to be in trouble. But I like to, you know, it's like I want to fast. But you, you ever been in that mode where you, you, you're going to fast and then you get up and... What is that smell? Toast. Wouldn't that be good? And then before you know it, you've blown your fast. Right? Or whatever it is. It doesn't take too much. The part that we're looking at is the seriousness of seeking after God. Why would we fast in order to seek after God? Help me out here. Okay. Anybody else want to talk to that? Old Testament is full. 
Um, we, could, we could spend hours. We're not going to. But there were numerous fasts that were instituted for the children of Israel. And um, so, I mean, it wasn't anything new. If you have your Bible, look at Isaiah 58, probably the one passage in the Old Testament that a lot of people look to. Um, it's interesting because this is a negative, not a positive. Um, it's, it's actually they were not conducting their fasts correctly, similar to what was happening here in Jesus' time. Uh, they were practicing their righteousness to be seen of others, and they were not doing it correctly. Chapter 8 or chapter 58, verse 1, cry aloud, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their transgressions to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with wicked fists. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice be heard on high. Wow, that's pretty clear, isn't it? And then he goes down through and you'll see the, the, the key passage that a lot of people will use for what we should fast, reasons. There's eight of them, verses six, seven. It says, is not the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Reasons back then for them to fast. So it was not something that was new to them. In the New Testament, we could look again at various passages of Scripture, um, even here. But if you go to Matthew chapter 9... And pull over, I think, probably one of the clearest texts uh, that for us as a believer today helps us to understand the why, the reason why we should fast today. Because uh, some people ask us, well, it's not really laid out as a command. No, but the principle is here. You'll see it very clearly in chapter 9, verse 14. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Hmm. And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. That's the key, isn't it? We recognize in that little statement, Jesus is talking about himself. He's going to, while he's there... There's no reason to fast, but when he is taken up, guess what? These are the days we need to fast. So we see various things that help us. Part of our spiritual life is associated with sadness. There's power in prayer, seeking God's will, and we see different individuals. Any questions as it relates to that and the understanding of fasting? And again, we're just we're kind of hitting the hot spots here.
boils down to our desire to seek after God. It's worship again, isn't it? In the area of opportunities that God grants to us. And as we talk a little bit about it, we go back to what worship is all about. It's a lifestyle. A praise, adoration, and obedience from the heart of those who have been redeemed. Biblical fasting is also one of those areas. Interesting. This passage of scripture talks about the fact, what's the, what's the opposite of this? Worship or worry, right? I mean, think about it. When you get into one of those situations where you're really up against a rock and a hard spot, you have some choices. And one of the choices, one of the opportunities that you can use is this area of fasting. It's not one of those legalistic things that we're going to put down and say that every Tuesday you must fast. But when you find yourself at the end of a situation and you're not really sure where you need to be, you can worry about it or you can purposely discipline time with God. Sandy was away last week. Man, I went to Maine and picked her up. That was enough of that. You know, it's really difficult making meals for yourself. Some of you understand that, right? Because, I mean, it's more prep time than it is eating time. And then, once you get done the eating, you can only go so many days before you've got to start cleaning up after yourself. So you want one good practical thing that can help you? Think of the time. If we didn't eat, how much more time could we spend with our Heavenly Father in that one particular area that you're seeking after? It's a, it's a way of buying time. This is practical time here. Because I hear it all the time. Well, I just, I don't know. Already, the whisper is in the wind. It's time, isn't it? We have the same 24 hours. What do we do with it? The Word of God, one of these days we'll talk about food. Do you know the Bible talks a lot about food? It's amazing. As I started down this trail, I'm like, whoa. And one of the big ones, you ready? Gluttony. And you know what? It's not the size of your paunch. It's the size of our grocery store that really tells us how much of a gluttonous nation we really have become. When you have missionaries that will come from, from overseas to here and their greatest fear is to go grocery shopping for the first time by themselves. Because where they came from, there was one item. And if it wasn't there, they had to wait for the next shipment. And we get cheesed off. I was looking for pretzels the other day. And I couldn't find the big, fat, sourdough pretzels. They had them skinny ones. They had about 12 other kinds. But I had to have that kind. We could spend a whack of time 
just what we spend. But tonight in the area of fasting, it's this element of time. Where are we going to get the time? Here's one spot. It could be fasting. Just in the area we just mentioned, and Tom brought it right out. This is our opportunity. When the people of God seriously seek after Him in direction, but also if it was just for fellowship's sake. First time I ever fasted was at New Brunswick Bible Institute. (laughs) I had no idea. I still don't. But it was amazing. Now, folks, it's one, I'm just going to just be realistic. We had one of our guys that decided that he was going to fast, and he's a roofer, and he decided to fast for more than 24 hours, and he decided he was going to go for seven days, and then he thought he'd do a 40-day fast in the middle of the summertime while he's roofing. Hello. Uh, you want to end up in the hospital real quick? Okay, if you're going to fast, make sure that you understand the medical element. There's some of you in this room that can't. That's okay. All right? But you know what? There could be a TV fast. Sorry I had to bring that up. I'm wondering maybe I ought to just have a, a travel fast. There's all kinds of other areas that we are doing that we could give up on the chopping block and say, God, I want to take that time that I usually do this with and I'm going to give it to you so that I can spend time purposely in your word with you over this situation. Wow. That could be cool. I think it shows the seriousness we have towards God. Have you ever been around people that they always got questions? My favorite response is, are you asking or do you really want to know? And I don't think God does that to us. But I also think he knows our motive. We talked about that this morning, didn't we? If we're just in a panic, and it always seems to be at the same time, or whatever the issue is, he's got our number. He knows. The seriousness of God. Fasting shows the seriousness. Man, when a Hakenan misses a meal, it's a big deal. Back to that discipline thing again. It should be easy, shouldn't it? Have you... Is there anybody here that finds fasting really easy? Like, I find it's really difficult. I can find more ways to get out of it than I can just do it. We already talked about the time that it can free up. It's an act of humility, repentance, and dependence on God. And when done privately, God sees and rewards publicly. We're the beneficiary. 
and probably those that we've been praying for, huge. Because folks, again, when we're talking about fasting, the focus is on God, not us. You want to do a diet? That's another issue. Don't call it biblical fasting. We've already looked at the negatives. If we're going to do it, don't don't look for mercy. Don't look for, oh, woe is me, I'm fasting. We don't need that. Instead, just go about your business as you should. And see what God can do. I found a quote this afternoon. Couldn't resist it. Had to put it out here. Have you ever seen this? Three dollars worth of God. Three dollars worth of God. I'd like to buy three dollars worth of God. Not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I don't want enough of God to make me love a black man or pick or somebody picking beets with a migrant. I want eschacy, not transformation. I want warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I'd like to buy $3 worth of God. Wow. That kind of just kind of gives us the flavor of what people are looking for. People of God want more, don't they? When we go to Him, we can go with a generous heart, a prayerful soul, but one that is willing to sacrifice of our, of our own well-being in order to spend that time with Him. We don't just want $3 worth. We want the whole deal. That's what I'm looking for. Amen? Great opportunities for us. So a little bit on that area of fasting tonight. Let's stand and we'll close in a word of prayer. Dear God, we thank you so much for the opportunity this evening. And we're not to practice our righteousness before men. And these three areas are right living areas giving, praying, fasting. And then as we looked at preoccupations, how easily they come in, God, I pray that we would seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. And we'd let you add to us all these other things. God, help us to be all that you'd have us be for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.